Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. Where you go, Auburn fans? Welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion, part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson, and I'm also here with Ben King to talk about what a bowl game it was against Purdue. Ben, how you doing? Man, it was good to see Gus Malzahn come out on fire and do what he does. Yep. I, I feel like uh, I feel like if we had played this way the entire season, we'd be right there with Alabama. Well, that that was the expectation coming into the season. I know. That's what I. This is the team that I thought that I would see week in and week out, and we never saw it until the postseason. Yeah, and that's that's the that's the hard part about this. We wanted to see this potent of an offense, which I mean, you saw the offense firing on all cylinders. I think part of that had to do with uh, Gus now calling plays. But it also was really you. You saw it on the field in this game alone. The players, every single one of them, were executing. One of the things we were talking about, pretty much every single game in the past, there were a lot of plays where one or two guys just didn't do their job, and that's why the play got blown up. You come this year, and or for this game, and it seemed like almost every single play was a positive one, uh, and that's. That's what you're shooting for, um, and that's that's we finally got there uh, in a bowl game. But hey, that, that we needed it. I mean, if anything, I feel like our fan base needed it, and for sure, if we had Gus Malzahn needed it, if yeah, Gus needed it. Um, this uh, off season is going to be a lot better now. Yeah, after that bowl game win. Yeah, I mean, it's, Gus, he's still probably got the fire under his butt, but you know what? He's he's kind of fanned the flames a little bit um, to cool him down, but man, um, man, I'm I'm glad we're we won this one big. Um, yeah, my biggest thing is I wish it wasn't against Purdue. That's true. I mean, what, I mean, what was your your thought? I mean, when we initially heard that we we got Purdue. Well, one thing is they beat Ohio State, and I thought that was great, and I would have been pulling for them. That and the Tyler Trent story. Yeah. And uh, I was like, no, I don't have to play Purdue. Yeah. I don't have to, to beat this team that has, uh, you know, been such a positive light. But it, it, at the end of the day, it's a game. We took care of business. Yeah. Very quickly. Yeah. And it was not much of a game. Yeah. And the Tyler Trent story is a very sad one, uh, especially with the news that on Tuesday he passed away. Uh it's amazing to me, honestly, Friday, just four days before, he was out and he was doing, he was out on the field, um, yep. seeing players, talking to them. Um, 
that's just crazy to me. Um, just so y'all know, he, he's only 20 years old and he was a Purdue student. Uh, he, he really rallied around, like had the team rally around him. Um, but not only like the Purdue team, but you could see the Auburn fans and the players that got to interact with him and really the fan base as a whole for sports. When they heard about this amazing story of Tyler Trent, uh, and how he's been a light to the Purdue team, um, and their fan base and, and just been as positive as you can be when you're in the face of deadly cancer like he was. Um, he, he, he put his shoulder or head on his shoulders and he was like, I'm, I'm going to stay here and I'm going to do everything until the very last moment, um, that I'm alive and, and be that, that good inspiration that a lot of us need, um, to keep, just we need like sometimes a good story like that to just remind us of really how life is really short. I mean, he was 20 years old. He was diagnosed with cancer and within a few very short time, he's, he's no longer here and that sucks for his family. I mean, prayers and thoughts go out to his family and friends and the football players and the coaches that got to meet him and all the fans uh, that got inspired by a story um, because that's, that's just a hard, hard thing to do. Um, it's still amazing. Like his legacy now is going to be, this guy was able to raise, I mean, up until this point, a hundred thousand dollars for cancer research. Um, and you can do so at giving.purdue.edu slash Tyler strong, uh, or he also wrote a book, which I think is very impressive. Um, it's called the upset, uh, and it's found on tylertrentbook.com. And it's just really neat to see a guy in the face of death, um, that he, he didn't really seem like he was like, he he didn't have the mentality of just, I'm dying. I'm a terrible person. Like, I'm like, he, he had the light of, I'm going to use my situation to the best of my ability. And I think he did so. I think the coolest thing about his story is how selfless he is. You know, the the book and everything is all for people that would be after him. And he was just building a legacy of selflessness that'll live, you know, well long uh past him now. Yeah. And and he lives on through that. And that's pretty incredible. So uh you know it was difficult to play his team, seeing him on the sideline and on the field, but you know, hats off to him. What a great guy. Yeah. And uh, like I said, we're, we'll be praying for him and his family because this is a tough, tough time uh, for a young guy um, and his family. He's got a brother, and I can only imagine if my brother had the same situation, how I would react, and uh, it would be a rough time. For sure. <clears throat> All right. Let's lighten the mood just a little bit. What players for Auburn – stood out to you because with all of the yards with all of the points uh there there were a lot of players that did a lot of really good things that honestly a lot of them we had been hoping to see play this well and they finally did in this bowl game yeah my player to watch on offense was Jatarvius booby whitlow and i was i was really hoping he would get the yards that he needed to make up a thousand 
He got 10. Yeah. <laughs> but he had three touchdowns. He did. So, and he had a a 66-yard reception for a touchdown as well. I mean, the fact that he didn't get the rushing yards is fine. I think the touchdowns speak more for his capability, and that'll go into next year. But, man, what a performance, like right off the bat. Yeah. Yeah, his uh, – and it was also uh, – his catch was also a great play by Gus. Um, just to say, hey, you're bringing the pressure. We're going to roll out our running back, and you don't, you're not accounting for him. And we're going to yep. just – we're going to score real quick. Um, I think there were four, maybe five touchdowns that were under like, not even just a minute. Those were under like 40 seconds or something really well, short. I'll give you the, this. So the 28th was my sister's birthday. And so we went out to eat at a Mexican restaurant for her birthday. And the game was starting as we were leaving. And by the time we got back to the cabin to watch it, we were already up by 21 points. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. That's it, how it insane. Seemed... And we were not far. That's that's how quickly Auburn got off to such a lead. Yeah. Yeah, we were... It's like... Uh, we, everything positive that could go right for Auburn seemed to go right. Like, we hadn't seen that in forever. Um, all these... Like, the uh, pick six that we got uh, somehow bounced right into... Uh, Whose hands was it, it was again? Big Cat Bryant, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Big Cat Bryant's. Like right into his hands. That hand. was so great. <laughs> oh man. Like those are that's a big defensive player that you're not expecting to like just have the ball land in your hands. And he turns around, yep. lands in his hands, and he turns well, around and runs into the end zone. His awareness was incredible there as well. Yeah. Because a lot of guys, you know, having a ball slapped to you, you wouldn't, you know, grab it out of the air. He'd probably like bat it back or something. Yeah. But he he was facing the other way, mm-hmm. caught the ball, turned around, and then big man ran into the end zone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, he was a fun one. I mean, he's always been a fun one to watch. Um, and I really hope this next season he becomes even more of a pass rushing threat because um, that's what we really want him to develop into. Um. Is there any other players that stood out to you from this game? I mean, we can't not say Jarrett Stidham after five <laughs> touchdowns. Yeah. Tying a Chris Todd record. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> it was Chris Todd and one other quarterback uh, who had five. Yes. And I'm forgetting his name right now. Uh, was it Brandon Cox? No, it wasn't. That would have been amazing, too. But, I know. Uh, Daniel Cobb, that's who it was. Daniel Cobb. Yeah. So very impressive. Daniel Cobb. These are all these are all guys that we watched play football. So that's pretty cool that yeah, you know, all three of them have set the record. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, in this game, Jarrett looks so on point and crisp. I mean, there's really only one pass where I was thinking, "Oh man, it's the Jarrett of old." He passed way past uh, Slayton, <laughs> but after that throw, guess what he did? He had three. Long passes to Slayton. All three turned into touchdowns. That is efficient. Yeah. Um, and like Slayton was on fire too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because he made one of those on his own. Mm-hmm. It was just he was catch it way back and then just turn on the jets. Yeah. And and that was again like we were alluding alluding to like it's what we wanted to see 
out of not only Jarrett this season, but we wanted to see out of Darius Slayton. Him become that uh, that go-to long, long kind of uh, wide receiver that can catch the long ball um, and just speed past guys. <laughs> and that's what happened. Um, and that's the really exciting thing when you when you looked at back at him to have almost 100 he had 160 yards um i think he'd only had maybe three games where in his whole career that were over 100 yards um to finally like just get another one uh was reassuring to me um let's talk about the other wider uh, other uh quarterbacks because Sidham played phenomenal um when you're throwing 373 yards and uh, literally one third of your completions are touchdowns, you're having a good game. Um, this was quite a game for him, but we also at the end got to see Malik Willis and we got to see Joey Gatewood. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you think of both of them? Because this is one of the beauties of the red shirt rule. We got to see Joey Gatewood. He didn't burn a red shirt because of this. Uh, like what? What did you see out of both of those quarterbacks? Well, the one thing about being up by sixty-three points at that point mm-hmm. was you weren't really trying to score. Yeah. So there was a lot of running, which you know is typical of what you see out of these guys. So I would have loved to have seen some passing, even though I realized that it might have been unsportsmanlike had we gone that route. So I understand only running the ball. Uh, Malik Willis, I think he is what we've seen. The the one-sidedness of his game, I think he has more of an arm than we realize. We just haven't really gotten to see it. He he had one pass for five yards, so it was nothing special. Joey Gatewood, though, the running ability from him is something we, we really haven't seen. We haven't seen anything from him because the A-Day game, you know, he wasn't allowed to run. Yep. And have we seen him play another game? I don't remember seeing him out on the field i don't think so i mean if and he so, did it was like a couple plays and was handing the ball off yeah to see that last touchdown run from him where he did score and that's fine referees <laughs> the but the the ability for him to just move from you know 20 yards out into the end zone that quickly being as big as he is it was a flash of you know cam newton of old and i'm not saying that he's anywhere in the same ballpark no. but with the build, he might have the ability. Yeah. And and you put him in, in a goal line situation even. If we need him to literally just do this thing that Cam Newton was known for, which was fall forward and get an extra yard. Yeah. That could be critical. Um, I mean, put him in if he doesn't win the, posi- the starting position next season. He's got some He's got some length on him that a lot of other quarterbacks don't have. And he's just big, too. I mean, we watched Texas's quarterback, who everyone's comparing to Tim Tebow. Mm-hmm. It took him, like, four tries to move a yard yeah. into the end zone. Yeah. Which, I mean, good on Texas, and Bevo's my new hero. Yeah. But uh, taking out that little dog, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> but with uh, with Joey Gatewood, he's massive. Yeah. <laughs> so it would not take him much at all to... You know, move the pile. Yeah. So what you're saying, I guess kind of the role that we had uh, Malik Miller in this year, we could use Gatewood for next year. Yeah. If he's not the starting quarterback. Yeah. And then 
The interesting thing is Bo Nix comes in. We haven't even seen him play. Nope, not yet. I I think he's definitely competing for the starting position. So we have three capable guys. I'm not too worried about quarterback, which I think would be the biggest worry on the team. But I'm, I think we've recruited well. I hope we've recruited well. And now that we've got Dillingham in there, he's pretty mm. much going to be dilly dilly. devoted to getting these quarterbacks ready. Um, Man, that is going to be great to see quarterbacks develop at Auburn. Something we have not seen in a long time. <laughs> it's been a while. Uh, do you think there's a chance that we go out and get a Juco or some sort of transfer? Do I think there's a chance? Yes, because Gus is going to run his system. Mm-hmm. And if he's not 100% sure that the guys there can do it, he's going to try to find someone who can. Do I think that's the right thing? I would rather have us use the talented guys that we have because say we go out and get someone, someone who we have is leaving. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's going to be Gatewood, Malik. Uh, I think Bo Nix is here at least for a year. I agree. But you you put him on the back burner, and maybe that's a year of development, but that kind of, I don't know. like That just rubs me the wrong way if we I feel like we have to. I think Bo Nix is good enough to come in and take over the starting position, and that's saying a lot considering you know Malik Willis has had three years under his belt and Joey Gatewood is you know the type of athletic specimen that mm-hmm. he is yeah so i mean i really hope that we do not try to get a juco transfer and just use the guys we have yeah and plug them in the way gus knows how yeah and you even saw the question that i i had had in my mind can gus run an offense where the quarterback is not as mobile I think it was pretty easy to say yes against a Purdue defense. Sure. Now, if we go up against a SEC type defense, that's that's what's going to be. We got to see what happens next season. Um, if we end up going with somebody like Bo Nix, who's he's going to be pretty active and mobile, but he's not going to be a Malik Willis that is the Nick Marshall type. Yeah. Now, if he wants to go to JUCO fullback. I'm 100% on board. Yeah, yeah. Let's get someone who can can block like no other. Yep, and we're going to need it. Uh, I don't know if you paid a little bit of attention, but there were some incredible blocks by Chandler Cox in his final game in an all yeah. jersey. Uh, no, I definitely saw. He, goodness, like we're going to miss that guy. Uh, yep. It's like miss, It's going to be like missing Prosh. Like there's going to be a gap of just a void and I hope it's not going to be that big of a void, but there's going to be some gap where we just don't, we're not going to have a guy that's really blowing up the, the line of scrimmage and pushing guys back like we had uh, yeah, it, with Chandler Cox it, this season. It took Chandler Cox a while to get to that point too. Yeah. So I think he'll do well in the next level, but gosh, I hope we have someone to fill his shoes. I know, I know. And I noticed we started sprinkling in, um, forgetting his name, I think he's number 89 Me too. or something. Um, but 89's Griffin King. No, yeah, he's tiny. Yeah, oh, it was not Griffin King. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. It's it's definitely a a fullback type position. Yeah, and I know who you're talking about, but I can't remember his name yeah. either. But anyways, I, there's there's someone in the barrel. Yeah, who's ready to be shot out? But we'll see. I mean, Chandler Cox is he? I don't think he's as good as Prosh was, or yeah. is going to be as missed as Prosh was. But he's definitely had, you know, that 
that role of an offensive weapon where if he's not blocking, he's rolling out for a pass, and he's one of the most sure-handed fullbacks you yeah. can see. Yeah. So it's going to be a big, a big gap and uh, some big shoes to fill for sure. Whoever gets plugged in there. Yeah. Okay. So not eighty-nine. It was ninety-nine. Spencer Nye. He's a junior, nice. so he'll be a senior next year. Okay. Um, hey, that's if he's been playing under uh, Chandler Cox, he's probably been learning some good, good stuff from him. Maybe- Maybe he'll come out and be all proshy prosh for us. That would be awesome. Just have one incredible year of just dominating he's gonna, at fullback. He's going to bring the science. be awesome. His last name is Nye. <laughs> that would be awesome. If he ends up being our fullback, we got to somehow work in a nickname for him uh, like with the science name. Agreed. Spencer Nye, the fullback guy. <laughs> I think that's it. Is that it? Is that it? Yeah, that's okay. it. Good. If if any of our listeners have a a better suggestion, tweet us at E2C Network. <laughs> I'm down. Uh, what do you make of besides Slayton? Were there any wide receivers that really? Because there there were some incredibly long passes um, this game. Yeah, I mean Seth Williams. He came out. I think he was your player to watch. Mm-hmm, he was still performed very well. Uh, I mean Anthony Schwartz. What can you say about one of the fastest players yeah. in college football? Yeah. Or the fastest player? Yeah. So, I mean, those guys were huge. Sal Canella had a really great grab. Oh, absolutely. And that was out of nowhere, it seemed like. I, I You hadn't seen any action towards him. And then we go to him. I believe it was probably like on a second or third down when we needed it. And he goes up and takes it out of the air. Um, and that... That was encouraging because we've seen so many drops from Sal that I'd almost lost hope in him uh, being an effective uh, pat, uh, receiver at all. And then Ryan Davis, is it true that the only receiving touchdown he's had this year was in this game? I think that's what they said. I can which believe is absurd. That. But I think that's right. I think he's yeah yeah sixty nine receptions, uh-huh. five hundred forty six yards, one receiving touchdown. That's absurd. How? So, I know. He got the ball so many times, but I guess it just wasn't a... Uh, it wasn't in see. in a way... Yeah, I, guess, I don't know. That is that is crazy that it took what him is, until a bowl game to get an actual touchdown. Maybe he got some TTD. I'm looking at stats now. Looks like he, he had a touchdown in Texas A&M and Alabama. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But they called it out on TV, and I was like, what? Yeah, what? <laughs> Well, we were so used to him scoring touchdowns last season, just being the go-to guy. I mean, he still was the, more or less the go-to guy this season, but oh my gosh. Like, I didn't realize it was it took him that long. No, I don't think, I think it did. I wow. think that was it, because I'm looking at it now. Wow. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that is ridiculous. We should have given him more opportunities, but I know. hey, he's still uh, the leading wide receiver of all time for Auburn, so. Yeah. In receptions, and. He'll always have that until someone else takes it. Yeah. <laughs> yep, exactly. Um, the guy that I was looking out most for on defense was Deshaun Davis because he's been the heart and soul of the defense. And what does he do? He gives me one of his best games uh, oh, yeah. of his career. Uh, nine tackles, and he had a sack. Come on. Come on, man. That is a great way to finish up your uh, college career. Uh, if he doesn't get like increase his draft, uh, like pick spot by that game, then nothing else will. 
<laughs> well, he's, he's, he's he should pretty, go high. He's a pretty good. He's got some really good assets that I've heard. He's a little bit smaller of a linebacker than they want in the NFL. But That's garbage. I don't care. Like I really don't care. Like he's his heart makes up for his size. Absolutely. Um, one guy that I'm I'm very encouraged because we we know that there's going to be a big gap in this next season's linebacker core. Um, now do I think that Kevin still will fill that gap very quickly? Absolutely. And it's, it was even evident um, this past game um, because uh, Mr. Jabuner, Richard Jabuner, uh, he hadn't played a whole bunch this past season. He only has eight tackles the whole season, and yet he comes out and has five of those tackles this game and a tackle for loss. And that's encouraging to me for the linebacker core, uh, knowing that we have those guys uh, that will step up. For sure. And my player to watch was Javaris Davis, and he came out and got an interception for me. Ayo. So uh, really proud of him. I've been calling it all season, and he delivered yep. in the Purdue game. <laughs> I know. It's okay. And it was uh, a very poorly thrown ball. But either way, it's an interception. Hey, he got an INT. He did. He did. He had two this season. It's not bad. <laughs> I mean, he needs to be better than that, but come on. Yep. He'll two have is, two is five than... next year. Yes. Just get ready. The hey, watch gonna, is coming back. Yeah, the Javaris Davis watch is definitely coming back. Um, all right, let's talk a little bit like high level. So first half, obviously, it was one of the most incredible first halves well, in all of record history. setting. Uh, scoring fifty six points in the first half is the most scored in any bowl game ever in a first half. Auburn had almost four hundred yards. They had four passing touchdowns three rushing touchdowns, two interceptions, and a pick six. Just process all that. Those are a lot of numbers. but That's it's, insane. It's a lot. And then Jarrett Stidham, and this is the first Auburn quarterback to throw four TDs in a bowl game, ended up throwing five, but that was just in the first half. <laughs> and it was the most in and a half of any game for Auburn. What? <laughs> what? 56 points. Just put that That is kind of incredible, isn't it? Yeah. There's, Most of any half ever. There's not many teams that can put up 56 points and a half. I mean, Purdue was 6-6, six and six, but they're not a bad team. Remember, they beat Ohio State. They did by 20 points. Yeah. 20 points. Yeah, I saw a tweet yesterday where it was, what was it? Uh, Let's see, Auburn beat Washington. Washington lost to Ohio State, but Auburn beat Purdue. And Purdue beat Ohio State, so Auburn won the Rose Bowl. Okay, sounds good to me. <laughs> we win. <laughs> yeah uh there were some really good stuff that that came out of this i mean i was really hoping because the bowl record in a whole game was 70 points and honestly we kind of like backed down from that a little bit more or less out of the refs pride. the refs held us back well and that too i mean you could because gus that. gus was like go ahead and go for it and we were going to and we had two runs where both times they broke the they broke the goal line, but the refs called them short, like ridiculously short. They were like, yeah, you're about two yards back. <laughs> it's like, there's no way. Yeah. And the commentators were saying it's because, you know, sportsmanship or whatever. I guess so. I mean, I don't know. Like, but if a team is running the ball, primarily running the ball. Oh, and we were running the ball score, solely. Like, it wasn't yeah. like we were throwing the ball. 
There were only two passes thrown, I think, in all of the fourth quarter. It's not yeah. like we're trying to run up the score or anything. We're just running the ball. Exactly. And they should have allowed that to happen, but, you know. Yeah. We couldn't set the all-time record, but we set a whole bunch of other ones. Yep. Set the all-time for the SEC? Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Yep, we beat Bama, I believe. <laughs> we beat Take Bama. that, Bama. Uh, okay, let's let's talk about, uh, because I thought it was kind of interesting that Auburn in this bowl game, usually we have players that sit out, but yet every single one of our players, even the ones that are going to the NFL draft or seniors, they stayed in and played in the bowl game. I think that's pretty impressive. Not a lot yep. of teams can say that. Uh, Just shows the Auburn spirit. I'm glad. Live strong in all the players. Now, if you were a college football player going to the NFL draft and likely to be drafted, do you play in a team's bowl game? Because I can see it both ways. It depends on where my draft stock is. Because I can totally understand, like, Greedy Williams with LSU not playing in that game. Yeah. Because I hate that guy. (laughs) (laughs) He was a fantastic cornerback. Yes. Um... At the same time, you know, you need to be there for your team and for your your uh, teammates, for the players on the team that are going to be with you. And if you want to leave a legacy, the way to not do it is by sitting out your final bowl game. So I think a lot of the Auburn guys, you know, because what uh, what did Texas say that I think was great? A player-led and not a coach-fed team. Mm. I think we've been a player-led team for a long time. And that shows with the way that, you know, the players fight for each other. Yeah. Well, you saw it after, I mean, terrible losses this season. Our team could have easily just been like, all right, we're done. And yep. probably would end up with five or six wins. And instead of what we ended up with now is eight. The The players came together. Um, and that's that's what you need. I mean, there's a lot more players than there are coaches. Uh, and if those guys are playing for each other, uh, it's a hard, hard thing to stop. Um, like I said, I, I can see it both ways. Um, like if I, if I was going to be highly drafted, I mean, I would consider sitting it out, but then I'm also thinking literally I can be doing just about anything. I could be doing, going down the stairs and break my ankle. I could be driving a car and getting a car wreck. I mean, there's lots of bad things that can happen and I'd be one. I mean, I'm just, I'm a, Maybe it's because I'm a loyal person, but I feel like I'd I'd want to play for my team, despite yeah, all same that. here. But I mean, a lot of the injuries, most injuries that occur, happen in practice. So, like you're saying, it could happen at any time, anywhere. Yeah, uh, and those players are practicing, or at least most of them tend to practice, uh, even through the bowl week, because it's just extra reps, it's extra time um, to get better and be ready for the NFL draft. You know, something on that too. I think one of the reasons we saw Auburn actually play a complete game is the players themselves were speaking out and saying that the week of practice, and even though we had less practice days than uh, than were allotted, I think we did like 11 when there was 14 allowed, mm-hmm. the weeks of practice that we had under Gus as the coordinator were unlike anything else the players had had in the past four years, which I think that's incredible. Yeah, you know, it just kind of shows the the ethic, the work ethic that Gus has that we've been missing out on. Yeah, because of you know some of the offensive coordinators we've had in the past. And that's very possible because now Gus is 
you saw that play card play sheet come back out and he's getting his hands back into it and he's he has his way of doing things and if it's not if it's not his way it's the highway uh and you got to do it his way if you're going to play in his offense um yep. and that means executing at an extremely high level and that's what happened he he got the guys back in line where say like 80 percent of the time guys were doing good that can line up and be very good but then the 20 percent were just miserable plays um in this game you saw almost every single play highly highly executed um and we had been missing out on that i i don't know where it had been i'm just glad it came back and i really hope that it's going to carry into next season because goodness knows we need it with such a tough schedule. And, oh man, I, I saw the Florida versus Michigan game and I'm like, dad gum it. Like, yeah. of course. <laughs> Florida's going to be tough. <laughs> of course. Of course. Like we don't play Florida for like eight years and then all of a sudden, here we go again. And Florida's good. Really? Well, that's okay. Their quarterback is, uh, he's solid when he has time, but if you can get to him, He'll fold. Hey. And so. Get our, get our rushers. I, Come on. Yeah. Get to them. I feel like Kevin Steele is going to have the answer that will uh, put Felipe Frank on the ground. So He's, it'll be okay. He seems to know when to put the pressure on the quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. And uh, he just has that good instinct of a defensive coordinator that you're always looking for. Um, overall, like, what did you think? Because I think it was a big, big question. Can Gus call plays and i feel like it's an easy answer at least against purdue it was an easy yes like yes he can call plays against purdue and did so extremely well uh like where where was where's the really good offense been i mean even dating back to like rhett lashley and this past couple years with chip Lindsay, i hadn't seen this explosive of a team in a very long time i mean probably dating 2013 well i mean I guess maybe last year when we were at our peak of beating Bama and Georgia, like you saw explosive offense, but it wasn't, I don't know. Like, I don't know if those were so much explosive as just well coached and true. I mean, Chip Lindsay, I think to an extent he's a good coach. I think Gus was kind of interfering with a lot of that stuff, but look back at 2013 when Gus first came in and he was the sole caller and the way that he took a group of players that didn't do anything the year before had one of the worst seasons in Auburn history yeah, and went to the national title game and almost won it with like 13 seconds mm-hmm. left. Now, there were some players that he plugged in that, that helped with that. But at the same time, it's the same group of, of players, more or less. Yeah. And it was his signal calling and his, you know, play calling that got him to that point. I think we're going to see that, you know, resurgence again with him taking over the play calling position. And now that we have a very good quarterbacks coach, kind of like what you pointed out, uh, the sky's the limit type peel. And maybe I'm just super optimistic again. And that's fine because, you know, it's been I gone. call this game being it's... 40 plus. <laughs> well, so... you, you, uh, I mean, you have been the least barner this season. I have. Than I've ever experienced out of you. Yeah, well, it the team that I knew was there never showed up until the bowl game. This is the team that I knew was there this whole season, and I just couldn't figure out where they were. Yeah. And now we see 
And, you know, I, I was saying for a large portion of the season, it's Chip Lindsay. And it was probably Gus interfering with Chip Lindsay. Could be. And that's fine. But now that we have a lone offensive coordinator, I think Gus is going to make it happen next year. Yeah. And and you have a really good point. Like, there was definitely points last season where I was like, oh, thank goodness we have Chip Lindsay. His play calling it just injected some really good plays that we had never really had, which was the intermediate kind of game. Some really, I mean, hit or miss. Uh, most of the time, it was pretty good with Ryan Davis, but the screen passes and that kind of stuff we really weren't very good at before. Um, and maybe I, I'm really hoping now that Gus has had some some really good in, influence, I think from like a Chip Lindsay who's very similar in offenses, but I hope Gus takes some of what he's learned uh, under Chip Lindsay. And expands his playbook. Exactly. And I completely agree. That. Like th- there's one of the things that Auburn tends to, to do is we, we kind of, do the same kind kind of plays like you see it you see what's coming and if we're, we as fans see it i mean you, you sure as heck know that the defense is going to see that and the defensive coordinator is going to see that and set up their defense to stop it um, and that's where we need to have a little bit more variety and i'm really hoping gus is almost taking a, a sabbatical where he's able to see take a step back and see what what offenses are doing now um and 2019 now, he, his offense is not going to be the same as it was in 2013. And it can't be. There's no way his offense of 2013 would work today. Just because lots of teams, their defenses are quick. And you got to change things up. Um, so he's he's got to change things up. Um, and I'm, I think he's going to do it. I mean, as long as he doesn't overthink like he's done in previous games, like against Clemson uh, a couple years back, we're rotating in three quarterbacks. I think we're fine. Um, but we need him to just stick kind of more or less to like, all right, this is our game plan. This is what we're going to do. We're not going to do any play crazy play calling like that. Like the, like those crazy games where we're just like, what is going on? Like, I don't, (laughs) I don't get it. Um, okay. So, any other talk? Uh, any other like big topics that you're you're hearing? I mean, now that we have our early signing, we we know some of the guys that are going to be coming in. Um, it's exciting. I mean, to have another highly recruited class come in and uh, highly ranked, um, it's it's a good feeling, despite yeah, well. all of the chaos and negative stuff and negative news. To still have guys that verbally committed say, "Well, I'm coming to Auburn." And sure enough, still signed with Auburn. I think the biggest question is who is going to be quarterback next year, and the second biggest is how do we how do we fill holes in defense? And I don't think it'll take us long to kind of figure that out, which is going to be great. Uh, I'm sure Kevin Steele kind of has that planned out as far as defense goes. I'm really looking forward to A Day. I don't know about you, yeah, but I can't wait to see Bo Nix back out on the Auburn field in an Auburn jersey and. You know, I know A Day doesn't doesn't show us much, but I'm looking forward to seeing what he has to show as he's you know competing for the starting position as a true freshman. Yeah, and the spring is going to be really big for the quarterbacks. This could be a make or break spring for for guys like Joey Gatewood and Malik Willis. Like if they don't have a good spring, 
I think they're probably going to get pushed back and and they're just not going to get any play time. And I want them but to man, get play time. I, I can't wait to see what Dillingham does with them. Because, mm-hmm. like, I realized that Rhett Lashley was somewhat of a quarterback's coach, but I don't know how great he was. And Chip Lindsay, I, I didn't see anything out of him that, that was really developmental. Yeah. Well, if anything, this season it was – uh, we're going to regress as yeah. a quarterback and you can probably factor that into not having a good, like a, a really steady, good running back and offensive line. You still have to develop the guy. And there was not as much development, if any, that we saw compared to last season because Stidham was making throws that he made in Purdue all last season. Yep. And we really weren't seeing him do those throws until the Purdue game. Yeah. And well, the end of Texas A&M. Well, and okay, so all of these long throws, we hadn't seen hardly any over the past, I don't know, three, four games. Yep. It's like we weren't even attempting them. And that's, I mean, maybe that was coverage or whatever, but like we got to sometimes throw the deep ball. And I feel like that brings in uh, the defense if you're not throwing the deep ball because, hey, you know what? I don't have to sit back as far. I can creep up closer to the line. And that's why our run game sometimes wasn't as effective because our pass game, we weren't going long. And when we're passing deep, I mean, you saw this game, we had some really good rush yardage. Um, it may not have completely showed up on, on the stat sheet, um, but we had over 200 yards over, I don't know, like six, seven guys that ran the ball. Um, that's pretty impressive. Uh, I'm, I'm a happy man when we can get over 200 yards rushing. And that's why we were able to pass the ball a little bit more. Like, it was a give and take. We were passing the ball. We were running the ball well. And it just seemed to work. Um, any other final thoughts before we go? Do we want to talk about the SEC performance in the bowl games? Sure. Yeah, let's talk about it. So, uh, I think the the freshest one in our minds is the one that happened yesterday, where Texas upset Georgia, yeah. which was fantastic. Yes. And I called. <laughs> Hook them. Oh man! So I don't know how many people called it in the uh, the E two C pick'em. Uh, probably, I mean, there might have been a few, but UGA was kind of in the exact same situation Auburn was last season. We just barely missed going to the playoffs, lost in the SEC championship, and this is pretty much a pointless bowl. I feel like that's the way UGA looked at it. Yeah, but if they're saying that they're you know the number two team in the nation or whatever. They need to play like it. Oh, absolutely. And, and there's no off days. I mean, if Saban's nope. playing in a in a bowl against Texas, dude, he is beating the crap out of them. <laughs> that's so true. And maybe that's something on Kirby. He needs to say, hey guys, y'all it was my it was on me. I gotta mentally get you guys ready. And it was Man, pretty I evident was, that game. I, I was so hoping he was gonna like fake punt oh, when they gosh. were like on their own five or something like that. <laughs> dude, that would have been it been fantastic. Oh. And then have the same situation. Looks up there. Didn't there, the guy who ran it already transfer because of how bad he was. Is that right? I think that's that, right. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Which player did that? Was it that was a, the Georgia backup. Or was that right? Backup quarterback. He was on the sideline. Oh, I guess he was still there. He didn't play. Okay. I think he is going to transfer. Yeah, that. that's I what I was is. thinking. <laughs> don't come to Auburn though. He's not coming. To I know Auburn. you're great, uh-uh. but don't come here. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No. No, we'll t- we'll take Jalen Hurts before him. 
I mean, we've already seen Jalen Hurts in an Auburn jersey, so mm-hmm. true. Maybe though, I don't want Jalen Hurts either, so he can stay at Alabama. Or I don't go want any. Else. I don't want any transfers right now. Go to FAU or Miami or something. <laughs> yeah, uh, another one that at least stood out to me was uh, the LSU game against UCF, and it finally happened. UCF lost. They had a now, twenty-five game lo- winning streak. How did you feel in this game? Were you happy about that, or were you indifferent? Um, I was happy. I just, I just were wanted. You? Yeah, I was. Man, I, I really hoped that UCF would pull it out again, so we wouldn't be the only team that lost to them in a bowl game and looked ridiculous. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, again, we had nothing to fight for. I feel like in that game. Yeah. Uh, another one, and this was a shocker. I was. I picked this game. You picked the Penn State game. Yep. Did you really? Yeah. Wow. Go, go look at the pick'em. Wow. Kentucky was on point, man. Wow. All all season long, I Kentucky mean, has uh, shown that they're not a one sport program anymore. It's pretty impressive for them to dominate a team like Penn State. That I mean, I guess it wouldn't dominate. It was only a three point win, but like in well, a way, they in did the game dominate. itself. Yeah. Like it, it has the same final score look as the Georgia Texas game. Yeah, but Kentucky just dominated that game for the majority of it, and Penn State also almost lost to Appalachian State earlier this year, so they're not that great. Yeah, but Kentucky, uh, one of the only East teams to actually win a bowl game. Yeah, uh, not an SEC team, but did want to throw them out there. UAB, they finished their season with a win over Northern Illinois and excited to see how great they've been just only two years after the program was completely shut down. That's incredible. Um, To see them go into a bowl game and just dominate that. uh, Very, very excited for them. Um, One, just because I think it was hilarious. The one game bowl game that got canceled. Did you, did you find any irony in it that got canceled? Did you see this one? What was it called? What it was the called? first responders bowl? Yeah, the Serve Pro first responders bowl. Serve Pro. What is their their catchphrase? Like it never even happened. No way. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so they just was and, this planned? And that's what I was thinking. Like it was it was middle of the day, maybe like early afternoon kind of thing, and the game is canceled because of lightning. And I'm like, can you not? I've I've played football games where we've waited hours yeah. for the lightning to pass, and they just straight up cancel it. I mean, this is like a marketing genius or like a marketing flop. I don't know what it is. I haven't seen any uh, any ads saying like it never happened. Yeah, <laughs> it should it should be like everywhere. I just thought it was amazing that ServPro was the brand that was sponsoring this bowl, and then it got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> like of all the things. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and then did you get to see the TCU and Cal game? I did. Okay. And guess what I'm going to say here? <laughs> I don't know. I called this one. <laughs> did you really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I should be, I should be up with Jessica in the, uh, ETC, but I'm not, I'm at, I'm at number nine. So apparently I made some bad calls and some it's okay. like pulling for UCF, but TCU baby, nine yeah. interception game. Yeah. Hey, that's okay. Um, I mean that... When I started, when I flipped on the channel, I think it was within a span of like one or two minutes, and I saw a couple interceptions. It was just way too crazy. It, it was fun to watch. 
But <laughs> what? <laughs> How do yeah. you have that many? Well, you just. Well, what was the final score of that game? What? Wasn't it like ten to seven or something? Yeah, like it that? was. Yeah, nine. Then they six win on or something. <laughs> it was stupid. Yeah, I feel like they won on a a game winning field goal, and it yeah. was just like, please end this game. Yes, please, please end the misery of offenses sucking. Uh, okay, so playoffs. I mean, it really, honestly, wasn't a huge surprise what happened with those. Bama dominated and uh, Clemson dominated. Yep. Uh, they're called both of them. Both of them just that's just what happened. I mean, that's what everybody was expecting. Um but then there's fans like Georgia that are like I want to I want to be in there. And you're like, mm, "Sorry, buddy. You didn't show up at LSU, so sorry about that." And uh you lost. So And you lost Alabama. That was your playoff game. That was yeah. I mean, that's first round. That's a wild card essentially. Yep. Basically. You win it, you're in. If not, you're out. Um, and they didn't make it. So, sorry. It's just the way things are. Blew a 14-point lead to Jalen Hurts. <laughs> I mean, I love Jalen Hurts, and I love the redemptive story of it. But yeah. Jalen Hurts. But it was just, yeah. <laughs> it's just great. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, talk already is about playoffs and how they're run. Should we go back to the BCS or like, should we expand? Like, <laughs> like I feel like this might be a, a push in the right direction of like expanding. Agreed. Or, do you think and, so? Well, here's the thing is if UCF and Georgia had won yesterday, then expansion would be the talk of the town right now. Could be. But because UCF, you know, the, while they played their hearts out, they didn't have their starting quarterback. Yep. And they could not beat LSU, mm-hmm. who was very beatable in that game. Yeah. I think the starting quarterback was the biggest thing there. Yeah. And because, uh, you know, Georgia just pulled a Georgia and choked. Yeah. The the fact that, you know, those two just flopped. Ohio State did well. You know, they beat Washington. And honestly, that score, did you see any of that game? Mm, I don't think so. It was 28-3. to three. With like ten minutes left in the fourth quarter, and Washington got it back within like five points or something like that. Wow! So the score itself was not indicative of the game at all. But say that those three programs won, people would be saying like six to eighteen playoff right now. Yeah. And for me in particular, I'm all for expanding the playoff because I think bowl games don't matter. That's so. I would love. I would love to push bowl games to like the first game of the next year. And this is a CJ thing, which I think is genius. Push bowl games. Everyone has like a bowl game to start off the season. And your matchup is based on wherever you get slotted from the previous season. And we have like an 18 playoff. At the beginning of the season? No, we have an 18 playoff to end the season. To end the season, but no bowls. No bowls. So you Just still, playoff games. But you still get the bowl games in at the beginning of the season, right? Yeah. So, yeah. okay. So like everyone has a, you know, Auburn versus Oregon in the Texas wherever place bowl thing. Okay, so let's go down that path because I, I'm I'm just processing this. It's almost like in basketball you have an exhibition game. It doesn't really matter. Well, no, they'd matter. It's the start of your season. So it is the start <laughs> of your season. Okay, yeah. so it isn't like an exhibition game. It's but the kickoff. How, it's like how, kickoff weekend. Okay, then how do teams that don't go to a bowl, how do you get an extra win then? They either have to schedule it or they don't get 
their 12th game. Okay. I mean, most of the time it really doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, whether or not they play. I mean, there's there's teams and that have there's, like, gotten games canceled and still made it to a bowl game the next season. And yeah, and there's like, a there's a ton of, you know, the, what is it, 2A teams or whatever that would be willing to have open slots to oh, get scheduled yeah, yeah. Yeah. to make a million dollars the first week sure. of football. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, they would they would be jumping head over heels. Hey, sign my sign my team up, and uh, we'll take the money. Yep. So I don't I don't think that's a big deal there. That would definitely be available, and then they can ask, have those games in, you know, their own stadium. Yeah. Um. So like for those teams, they could potentially have the twelve. Like it is it's still like a twelve game season, correct? Yeah. Okay. And but you only you, schedule eleven. But you only have schedule eleven, and the 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 one at the very beginning is a bowl game. Okay, interesting. Well, then how? See, that's okay. The the hard part for me is when uh, the teams are so different. Like we're not gonna have Jarrett Stidham next season. Yet we had like a mediocre season. But what if we had a really good season like last season? And then for whatever reason we don't have Jarrett Stidham next season, do you still go to a good bowl game? Yeah, well, I mean we would have played UCF in the Georgia Dome to start off this season. That'd be interesting. And then played Washington. That'd be interesting. Yeah. I mean I think it'd they, be pretty cool. They kind of it'd make it'd make ball games matter again. It would make them matter. And I mean I've I've definitely feel the frustration of almost I mean there are a lot of teams, especially UGA right now. Like they, they didn't care. And Auburn didn't care about their bowl game last season. UGA should have cared. Hook 'em. <laughs> Man, Bevo cared. Devo cared and wanted to Bevo just... set the stage. Mm-hmm. He did. Did you Even watch that video? Game. Oh yeah, multiple times. Different oh, angles. Oh, me too. too. Absolutely. <laughs> His horn. If they had not pulled that dog away, uh, like it would have been two weird. seconds later. Yes, <laughs> His horn went been, right where that dog it was. It would have been a bulldog on a skewer. Ooh. People would have been screaming. And, <laughs> well, everyone still was screaming, but for a different reason. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Peter would have jumped in so quickly. Oh, man. And that would probably have put down that bull, like, immediately. Been what? Like, Why would Peter penalize a bull? Why wouldn't they just send him to the pastures or whatever? Yeah, man, he could. Or just... Cut his horns off. Yeah, he could just cut his horns off. But that that's the cool part about, about the bull. <laughs> he does have pretty sweet horns. I mean, those are really cool-looking horns. Yep. Um, man. We saw what hooking them really looks like, though. It, it was really close. Yep. Um, any other thoughts before you go? Uh, it's, it's sad, man. We have one more game left. I know. And then football's over. It's, we'll have it's the, to the preseason end. stuff, but, but it's almost over. I know. And preseason, while it's, it is exciting, it's not your team playing against another team week to week, 12 weeks or 13, 14 weeks in a row of like football. It's like, oh man, we got to go through the doldrums again. Yeah. Uh, but hey, inside the jungle and Auburn basketball. That's let's right. Let's get it going. Um, and I'm gonna be there not this weekend, but next weekend for the uh, second game of Auburn's SEC play against Georgia. And I'm Ooh. really pumped about that one. Oh, that's gonna that's be a good first one. First SEC home game. Oh man. Oh man. Oh man. Uh, it's it's making me like want to go and just shoot some hoops right now because I love some Auburn basketball right now, and you should too. Um, and I really hope that our team makes it 
I know we're not at a basketball show, but oh my gosh, I really hope our team makes it to uh, the elite. The elite eight. That would be a dream of mine. <laughs> um, we're going all the way. I I've still got my uh, my NCAA bracket up in my cube at work <laughs> of Auburn going all the way last year. <laughs> hey, Sweet Sixteen is pretty good, but we we can make it further. I agree. Uh, ben, before we go, do you want to give them your social media so they can get in contact with you? Yeah, you guys can find me anywhere on social media at B-E-N-K-1-N-G. And you can find me on Twitter at A-J-A-Y-J-A-Y underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle. Go Tigers! Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?